Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. Joining us on the star line is a friend, a brother from another mother. He's the musical director and original member of the worldwide sensation Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Al Petrelli. Welcome, brother. Thank you, my brother. First and foremost, uh, I hope you're okay, healthy, safe, the family, everybody okay over there? I survived COVID. I went through a, a tough two weeks, but I'm better now, and my wife was not even in the house. She was uh, taking care of her parents down na- near Austin Way. Sure. So it was a month without her. For her, that was probably good. <laughs> yeah, my wife would say the same thing. Well, listen, I'm glad you're okay and feeling better, and much love, prayers, and thoughts always. You know that. Let's go beyond the mic. Due to COVID, you're going to be doing the first ever live stream event, Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. other stories live in concert on December 18th. Yeah. How hard is it not going on the road after doing it for so long? The hardest, you know what, it's surreal that we're even having this conversation, you know, I will never get over the, you know, when the O'Neill family and management said, dude, we have to cancel the tour. I'm like, I, you know, we all kind of knew it was coming because the numbers were going the wrong way from March until August when they had to kind of, you know, put this thing away, but we've never missed a show. You know, we've never been late to a show, dude. I did a show. I broke up my leg in the middle of a show and kept playing, you know, I mean, we, huh? cancel a tour well you know and the entire planet is facing hardships on a, on a biblical level literally i mean you know people are dying you know um, financial losses i mean across the board this whole thing is just it's terrifying and they said we cannot go on tour it's like okay and paul O'Neill had taught us years ago he said you adapt you overcome you improvise you figure it out you don't lay down to anything nor anyone and that's what we're doing, you know, for the first time ever. We're going to stream this into you guys' living rooms, you know, on December 18th, 8 o'clock East Coast time. You know, you sit on your couch, you put your feet up, you stay in your pajamas, you get the fireplace going, you know, pour a glass of McAllen's, whatever you're comfortable doing. And grab your remote control, turn the TV up loud and proud, and press go. And we're going to be able to celebrate this tradition together, albeit virtually, but in some way, <clears throat> we'll be connected again celebrating what we've been celebrating for over 21 years now. Now, both East and West Coast TSO crews have come together in Omaha for countless rehearsals in the past years. How is it different? Because everything is different than in the past due to COVID. Yeah, and different is all we have, you know. We're going to get together in the not-so-distant future and rehearse like a band in a room, you know. We're playing. You know, we're we're playing these songs live. You know, there's no overdubs. There's there's no post-production for the band. You know, this is what it is. So, you know, we're all self-quarantined right now in our respective homes. Um, I had a, uh, I took a home test this morning, FedEx that out. I'll take another one next week, uh, hopefully continuing to get a clean bill of health. And then I can, you know, get down to Nashville, just outside of Nashville is where we found the facility that can accommodate us. When we get there, we have to test and then quarantine in the hotel for a couple of days. And then again, God willing, everybody you know gets through this. Then we can walk into the building and get to work. You know, that's the familiar part. That I know how to do pretty good. It's all this other stuff that, you know, it's like, wow. Over 2,100 shows performed by East and West Coast crews of TSO. How does it feel to team up with TSO East, people that you normally only see in Omaha for staging once in a year for one giant show? It's awesome. Because four or five of these people, we haven't played together on stage since 1999. In 99, we did our first tour, and there was only the one band. And in 2000, as you know, things split into two because we had to cover like all 48 continental United States and parts of Canada. 
this is the first time we're going to be back together playing this this music since then, and I'm really really excited about that. And it, it's it's just listen. I always look at the glass as half full. This is on the half full side of the glass. You know, this is going to be a lot of fun for us. Well, if we're going to talk about the fun, I will never be remiss in asking about your inspirational friend, the man who every year added three more tractor trailers to the show. <laughs> I can't have a conversation with you without talking about the man that was Paul O'Neill. I appreciate that, my brother. You know, he's, uh, listen, I miss him every moment of every day. You know, it's going to be four years, you know, this coming April. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, constant reminders, constantly thinking of him, constantly, you know, talking to him. <laughs> um, wondering what would he do now? You know, how would, what would Paul just be telling us to do right now. And he'd be saying, I don't care about any pandemic. We're going to do something special. This is a tradition for the O'Neill family, my family, your family, millions of people. Okay. They're not taking Christmas away from us. You know, it'll be a different version of it, but yeah, I, I miss Paul. I'll miss him for the rest of my life, you know, but his work will live on forever. That I promise you. We talked before we came on the air about my battle with COVID, with no tour, now a live show. These six months were difficult for you, too. You know, when I was a kid, I never understood my grandparents. Didn't understand why my granddaddy had his money, you know, in a sock drawer, and he never had a car, and he never had a TV, and, well, you know, he lived a, a very minimal lifestyle. And he said, you know, we lived through the Great Depression, and may you never know what that feels like. But I now I know and now I understand my grandfather because all the things I took for granted I'll never take for granted ever again. You know, I'll never once tell my daughter, I don't know, daddy's gotta do uh do work instead of sitting down and watching Huck Hall or something, you know? I it, it's kinda hit a reset button with me. Um it, it's put a lot of things in perspective. I'm never going to take, you know, granted, uh, take for granted that, you know, tomorrow's around the corner because as we all know, yeah, maybe tomorrow's around the corner, but what a mess it could be. For the first time ever, everybody on the planet's kind of in the same boat and none of this is done by our hand. I'm going to try to come out of this a better human, you know, I'll be a different person, you know, because this is going to change all of us, hopefully, you know, in some ways for the best. And, you know, for all the families that are suffering tragic loss right now, just love and thoughts and prayers for all of them. But I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 been difficult. It's been uh, incredible. And it's been all those all those different words all in, in one year. I mean, where we've come since March, whatever it was, the, the first week of March until you and I talking right now, it's it's been what a trip. The charity giving that has been built in TSO continues to this moment. How important is giving back to you, especially now with people needing help the most? Yeah, well, listen, that's the O'Neill family. I mean, you know, when I, I used to work with Paul in the city, every time I turn around, you know, we'd be walking down, you know, Third Avenue or whatever, and he'd be handing somebody a 10 or a 20, you know, and he would look at me and he goes, listen, the $10 is going to change my life, but it may help change their day. And if you could change somebody's day, maybe that'll nudge them in a better trajectory for their tomorrow. 
The O'Neill family is incredibly generous. I, I've never seen anything like it. And they've wanted to try to help change the world. You know, albeit a dollar at a time, a song at a time, a kind gesture at a time, doesn't matter. Every community that we go through, we've always, you know, been fortunate enough to, to partner up with some charity and, and known that we're helping the community give a little bit back to itself. The only thing about this year that's different is that the community in question is the whole planet. So I know we are going to get involved and do our best to help uh, eradicate this thing from the world. But what, which charity is this year? I, that I don't know. I, I just know that it'll have to be you know, a much bigger one because it's not on a community-by-community community basis. Well, time's running out, my friend, so it's time for the Rocky Nate. You're not getting away from it. First thing that comes to your mind, there is no pressure. Okay, let's dance. Last three non-TSO songs that you heard. Oh, uh, the Frozen 2 soundtrack, Blues and Sea by Count Basie, and Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. Thing you've done the most during quarantine? Cook. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask because you've already told my wife and she kept on telling. You're talking to Al? Tell him that I'm still not telling you what's in the sauce. Exactly. <laughs> give her a big hug for me later, I by the way. I definitely will. Person you haven't seen because of COVID, but you want to give a big hug to? My mom. What always puts a smile on your face? My daughter. Favorite sandwich? Chicken bomb. Who's the best guitarist of all time? Jeff Beck. Where do you see yourself next year at this time? In front of you in person, putting on a huge rock show. Favorite game to play? Pool. How are you feeling as we battle COVID, losing friends to it? The frustrations are slowly boiling after we lose more and more people to COVID. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, it's frustrating. It's maddening. You know, you just, you know, I'm kind of a control freak. You know, I, I try to like control everything in my life and be real diligent in how I do stuff and make sure, you know, everything's in its place and a place for everything and all that. And this is something beyond any of our control. And, and I don't understand that concept, you know. I want I want to help fix this thing, and I'm powerless to do so, and I'm not used to feeling like that. Um, I, I just the, the only thing I could do is is share with everybody, you know, and listen and talk, and say, you know, everybody's in this together. How can we help each other? How can we become better humans? So let's get through this thing. What can we do to make this thing go away? To help this thing go away? And the the, the frustrating part is nobody's got an answer yet, you know. If you told me that, okay, a year to date in March, this thing will be gone. It's like, all right, everybody kind of just eat it and sit tight. And, you know, come March, they said it's going to go away. There's nothing but questions on the horizon. There's no end yet. You know, that's the frustrating part. Uh, life may never get back to what we knew is normal, but help us get back to some different version of that. How special is it for your daughter and your family to soothe those days when things aren't just the same? Listen, I got five children. I love every one of them, like with all my heart. You know, I walked through fire for them. Uh, my older sons are, are grown men. You know, two of them are in the armed forces. One of them was a touring musician until this year. But and my other daughter Olivia is nine years old. You know, but Layla, who's four, I love looking at the world through her eyes right now because she's still innocent. She doesn't know that there's anything wrong. You know, she just knows, I got to wear a funny mask. Okay. You know, and daddy, would you call with me? And daddy, would you play with me? And daddy, you know, and she instantly, like you had asked earlier, what makes me smile? Her innocence, you know, 
because the world is still a beautiful place in her eyes, and it's nice to look at it through her eyes, you know, and, and see that side of it again. He loves Chicken Prime, wants to give his mom a hug, and is ready to share his talents with Christmas Eve and other stories live in concert. And you made me sound even more Italian than I am with the chicken palm and hugging my mom thing. Wow, I am a... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my brother. <laughs> oh, my brother. Hey, and, you know, I brought up the sauce. So, you know, you, you got to be a little. Everybody Italian, needs huh? a little red food in their life. I love you. I miss you. Please. I'm glad you better stay safe. Hug your wife. And I, when I see you next time, it's going to be in person, all right? DSO's Al Petrelli. Safe travels, my brother. We'll see you soon. All right. Much love and happy holidays, brother. Always. And that, my friends, is beyond the mic. <laughs>